0: I don't like those bastards. They don't like me either. Ah, uh, you have to treat them with
1: respect and love and they will love you. Like, you see how mine is staying Yeah. Like- Ever wondered what will happen if a semi-stable scientist, one lab explosion away from being a supervillain, teams up with a caffeine-addicted screenwriter ready to fight the system? Well, buckle up, buckaroo, cause we're
0: about to dive right in to the madness of trans-dimensional travels. Take a seat in the front row as we take beloved movies from this dimension and pitch it with a completely different drawer, thus creating a whole new classic. Hi, I'm Mel's.
1: And I'm Professor Lito Almashi, and this is In Another Reality.
0: A trans-dimensional journey exploring beloved stories in another universe. Imagine Mad Scientist. meets Starbucks screenwriter. We basically take just beloved movies from this dimension and pitch it with a new genre and therefore a new plot in another one. Yeah, this is a special episode. Time to get spooky! Exactly! This is gonna be released on Halloween and uh, yeah, we love Halloween. It's the best and the only um, celebrational day for me. I mean, yeah, I mean we're queer so it's like our main holiday. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) I can't add anything to that, I was gonna say yeah. You know, all the queerest people celebrate Halloween and yeah, that's basically
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know. I would say we don't have um, more news or anything at the moment. The first episode just dropped. Uh, I'm excited and nervous and I can't wait um, how it's going. Got some listeners. (laughs) Self-promotion is awkward. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. I have to do a correction. Um, I realized that
1: while transcribing uh, the first episode that I called the pirate queen, Shang Chi, and it isn't Shang Chi, <laughs> it's Qing chi
0: Oh, <laughs> right, you did. You were like, oh, Shang Chi, Marvel, let's go. Yeah, I'm still in the. I'm still in that crush phase on
1: Shang Chi that I actually messed up. I'm sorry. Both are amazing. Both are super cool <laughs> but they aren't the same unless chang decides to become a a female and be a pirate i'm i'm standing that i would love to see that but it's not f- unfortunately
0: canon so <laughs> apologies I, I didn't even clock it because they sound so similar yeah uh, anyways yeah that um that is a thing that happened, and we realized that the ships we mentioned are totally different, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was also that was also a thing. <laughs> there is a
0: meme about it now. Yeah, on Instagram, <laughs> at gaalencia underscore official if you want to look at the prime memes about the first episode. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm still haunted <laughs> by vision. Yeah. Yeah, last time, uh, as we talked about now, we did Master and Commander. And um, this time we decided on a movie together because it's a special episode and we wanted to do a horror movie. And we thought, like, what is what is the funniest movie we can take and make it into a horror movie? We are partially influenced and by But Make It Scary and our role model is Sequoia Simone in <laughs> this case, I would say, because... We decided on a rom-com. Mm, as one does. Do you uh,
1: want to say what it is? Oh yeah, it's um, somewhat of a classic, especially amongst queer people. It's Mamma Mia! the musical, the first part, though.
0: Yeah, and we're going to make
1: it into a horror movie. <laughs> oh
0: boy. I'm really looking
1: forward to reveal the genre because i'm low-key scared our brain cell is doing the mayonnaise dance and having come up with the same genre so we'll see in a bit
0: yeah uh, for the listeners out there we have a brain cell we share and this brain cell is mayonnaise addicted so yes um it's scary to think that we might pick the same and we picked a subgenre so at least there's some kind of like reveal here and it's not just, yeah, we're doing horror movie with Mamma Mia, that would be boring. Each of us thought about a subgenre and or like a trope or a common thing that happens in horror movies. So uh, yeah, do you want to start with yours? Okay. Just, uh, just to be clear,
1: I do have a backup. If this one turns out to be the same as Mel's, I have a backup thing <laughs> ready. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Because it's a wedding, and what do you do on weddings? You take pictures. You take videos. So my genre is
0: found footage. Oh, that's amazing! No, it's not at all what I have. Thank the stars. Yeah. My genre is folklore. Be- I was so close to <laughs> pick that one <laughs> because I thought there is this like kind of subplot, kind of thing that they just like a mention is like Aphrodite's uh, fortune, fountain. fountain, 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 Aphrodite's fountain. That's like the um, hotel uh, is built built on. So I was like, okay, that's kind of folklore. So I went in a folklore direction. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Do you have a trope as well or do you only have a subgenre? Um, my trope would
1: have been Last Girl Standing.
0: So like a final girl? Yeah. Okay. Um, my trope is um, it only fits if we have a killer. I'm not sure if we, if we will, but if we have a killer, it's a trope that the killer never runs, but it's always right behind the victim who is running. Oh, I love that one. Like the typical Jason uh, Wohe's thing where he's like never running, but it's always still behind the victims and able to catch them. This is uh, the and trope I picked. Dimensional transport, bitches.
1: <laughs> yeah, does he? Yeah, really dimensional, but yeah.
0: I mean, there are theories that he's able to teleport. There are theories he's not able to teleport it's a spicy topic (laughs) maybe he's just that fast the thing is anytime it looks like he teleports we don't see him for a second so maybe he runs he just doesn't like to be filmed while running
1: yeah i would no i'm I, I have to agree with him there do you know how stupid i look when i'm running
0: exactly maybe he does like the naruto run and don't want anyone to see so he only runs when the camera is not on him and nobody is looking at him he's doing the
1: red light green light situation
0: <laughs> he's actually a weeping angel he is he is <laughs> oh poor baby uh, do we want to explain our genres first before we get into, like, the movie and the characters? I mean, I don't think I have to say much about, like, the horror genre. Everybody knows a horror movie. The basic thing about horror movies is that it's just creepy and um, there to spook you or creep you out in some form. Yeah, or you just use them as comfort movies because I you're mean, queer. <laughs> obviously, you do that as well, but yeah, there is some element of scary, spooky disturbing in there. I don't know about this episode. I think we're going to go more in a campy direction, actually, because Mamma Mia is pretty campy. And again, we're queer. <laughs> I have, I have another nightmare
1: image. It is Pierce Brosnan in camp shorts and a terrible moustache
0: because he said camp. Yeah, yeah, you went there. No, I reject this image. Begone thought
1: <laughs>
0: Okay um, uh, Do you want to say something about found footage because uh, Um I'm just gonna read out the
1: shit I wrote down Um genre as found footage in which all or substantial part of the work is presented as if it were discovered film or video recordings. It can be private
0: movies, a documentary or a mockumentary. Yes, I mean, I think um, a famous example would be Blair Witch Project. Mm. Gotta love the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, it's one of the classic, it's one of the good ones, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, folklore. Folklore takes, like the name suggests, some kind of folklore or legend and gives it a little horror twist. Uh, sometimes it doesn't even need to twist because folklore can be really, really horrifying and haunting. An example would be fairies or fae. Um, it could be. Uh, I mean, you could argue that the Blair Witch Project is kind of a folklore also, mm-hmm. since it has like the legend about the Blair Witch. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a, a famous example would be Midsummer. Oh. I haven't actually seen it yet. I oh. have to see it, but I haven't had the time and. Nobody oh, wants to watch it with me, and I hey! hate watching. <laughs> yeah, I know, you're there. We need to watch more horror movies excuse together. Excuse me, excuse
1: me. If I would have known, you would have... He, I watched Midsummer the other day, and was like, that is such a great movie. I need to bring it to the podcast, and I had no idea you haven't watched it.
0: No, I haven't watched it yet. My my horror movies, like I know a lot about them, but I haven't watched a lot. Like I, I watched a decent amount, but not as many as I would like 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 to watch i'm not a fan of watching movies alone especially horror movies i'm a bit of a scary cat sometimes <laughs> so
1: yeah i'm more like i'm a weird person when it comes to horror movies um i don't know the story has to be compelling the story has to be um somewhat interesting it has to be somewhat folklory or historical um uh, the last Horror movie I watched was besides Midsummer was uh, Catacombs because I love the psychology aspect of it, and it plays in uh, um, in a se- in a location where I really want to go. Um, it's the Catacombs of Paris. Yeah. I would love to go there um, because I'm I'm a bit of a history buff, a bit of a history nerd, and I love going to places like this. Um, I've been to catacombs in various countries, but sadly not yet in the Paris one. Thanks to Corona, I'm probably not going to go there in a while.
0: Yeah, I think catacombs are really cool and also a bit spooky. So it's like a great location for a horror movie. What is the last horror movie I watched? I'm not even sure. I I watch a lot of Kill Counts from Dead Meat. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, It's definitely a recommendation. Mm. I think the last actual horror movie I watched, I would say, was Cam which is like a newer one and really, really awesome. I also got the recommendation um, because I listened to the podcast from um, Dead Meat. It's um, a a horror movie written by a woman and uh, it's about sex work, but like really in a positive light because um, she used to work in the industry and it deals with problems and with um, just stuff people who work in this industry run into, but it doesn't put it in a bad lighting or like the problem isn't that this person is working in this industry. It's just like a thing that's there. Yeah, and I, I like how they treated this subject because it's something that's often like not well treated in movies, but they did an amazing job. Okay, we talked a lot about horror movies in our experience. Let's talk Mamma Mia. Yeah, I
1: have the most ridiculous uh,
0: breakdown of characters. (laughs) All right, (laughs) let's listen to it. If I have something I wanna add, I will, but otherwise.
1: Yeah, um, I just wrote down the first names and just basically what the hell they are. Mm? We have Donna, played by the amazing Meryl Streep. Yes. (sighs) My girl. Yes. I love her so much. Um, (laughs) Then we have Sophie, her daughter, Okay, the bride, um, played by the cutest bean of cutest beans, Amanda Seyfried. Then we have Tanya and Rosie. No idea about the actresses. They are Donna's friends. They used to be in a band
0: with Donna. Yeah, they, the boss, uh, they were named Donna and the Dynamites. Yeah, yeah. They they are the band who like did the ABBA songs in this mu- uh, like in this uh, universe. Yeah.
1: Then we have um, the possible fathers. We have Sam. <laughs> And I just wrote 007 (laughs) (laughs) to remember who he was. So he was played by Pierce Brosnan. (sighs) We all remember as James Bond. The chemistry between Sam and Donna is on point, like Meryl Streep and Pierce Brosnan. The chemistry is on fleek. Um, Then there's Harry. Um, He's played by Colin Firth who I did not put down as Mr. Darcy because he's not my Mr. Darcy. But carry on. You have to watch Pride and Prejudice and find out for yourself. Um, and then we have Bill um, played by Stones
0: and I'm really proud of you to pronounce his name. I wasn't putting out down the actor's name for that reason. Okay, oh, carry right. on. <laughs> I just put down Viking in brackets because he played a Viking
1: on... Um, King Arthur, the two thousand and five film, so I can remember. So they are the possible fathers. They slept with Donna in like a twenty five days span or something. Yes, <laughs> it was insane. Like the span of conception is twenty five days, and she slept with all of them. Weird, but okay. Um, then we have Sky Ramadan. He's the fiance of Sophie. Wait, do you have do you have the name? like oh yeah um i was confused if his name was actually sky and then i put down the last name of him because i was like
0: you found the last name oh, yeah. i only ever heard sky interesting yeah. yeah okay carry on no it's sky um he's
1: played by ein fleming himself no he's played by dominic cooper who probably plays somebody else but i just remember him as being ein fleming
0: yeah he plays young howard stark in the mcu Oh, well,
1: never mind. (laughs) And then we have uh, as a location the wonderful, sadly fucking fictional. Yes, I know. It's so sad. um, Island of Kalokairi. Kalokairi? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, it's happening in Greece. I'm sad it is fictional because there are so many great Greek islands.
0: It's and it looks so wonderful. Let's be real. It's the most magical place. No wonder that, like, Aphrodite's fountain is, like, there located. Because it's amazing. Okay, do you have more about the characters a bit, or is that it? Um, well, basically, Donna never told um,
1: Sophie who her father is, and Sophie was just like, I want to have my dad at the wedding. So she invited the three dudes, who could be their possible father to their wedding and everything is a bit of mischief and chaos and music apparently.
0: (laughs) How could you forget that? It's like the other musical called Mama Mia. Yeah. Yeah, I had other things on my mind.
1: I was probably too distracted by Dominic Cooper and Amanda Seyfried to care that there's music. Even though thinking about it, the only the only song I actually remember from that goddamn movie is the one where they are singing
0: on the beach. Lay all your love on yeah, me. Yeah, that's the only that's the only song I'm actually always remembering. No, I always remember um, the winner takes it all because the performance is so amazing from LSU. Like it's the most amazing performance. It's so heartfelt. It's so great. It's oh, I, I live for this. I love for this.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember.
0: But. It was uh, while they were walking up to the chapel for the wedding and um, Sam caught up with her and tried to talk to her and then she like had the song and it was an amazing performance. I went near a tree and there was a lot of wind and I'm still wondering
1: how they managed to sing against the wind. <laughs> yeah, things I
0: remember. <laughs> it's interesting that we have different songs we remember. I mean, oh, I well. could pro- probably, like, I wrote them also down, but I could probably just um, get them out of my mind right now. We have Honey Honey. We have um, The Winner Takes It All. We have give S.O.S. Me, me a a man, of man of the midnight. midnight. Yes. That we have. Then we have Lay All Your Love On Me. We have Chikatita, even if it's only short. We have... Um, I do, I do, I do. We have yeah. Waterloo at the end credits. It's not actually part of the Which musical. Which is a shame, because Waterloo is one of my favorite songs. I mean, it's one of the most iconic. They had to get it in there somehow. Um, we have Dancing Queen, obviously. We yeah. have Mamma Mia, obviously. We have um, Slipping Through My Fingers, yeah, actually. I, was say, I love this song. Starting it's, with
1: Skull back in hand.
0: Yes. And so it's uh, it's such a touching song i love it so much i
1: can't remember the title because it's not one
0: of these songs which i used from abba it was the first time i actually heard that song yeah Yeah. i think i think same um yeah let's see if we keep the songs (laughs) yeah i'm actually all for it i thought i think would be really funny to keep those songs anyways um just about like the characters, we are quick. I just have some bullet points about their like characterization. I have Donna markdown as the hotel owner. Uh, she owns like the villa on this island. And she's is a bit of a mess, chaotic, pretty stubborn and independent. She's a loving mother. And she's a drama queen for sure. Oh, true, true. <laughs> um, and she was the singer of the band completely that. forgot about that. We have um, Sophie. She's the daughter, like you said, of Donna. She's um, romantic and uh, very curious. She's a bit of a dreamer, also stubborn like her mother. Um, she's selfless in the sense that she's helping Donna with the hotel, even though she could exploring the world, like do something else. And yeah, she wants to find her fathers and she marries soon. <laughs> yeah sam that's the architect the one um, who has the great chemistry with Donner. um yeah he is um also really loving and uh i wrote down that he's funny and um that he's um <laughs> i wrote down that he's hot <laughs> <laughs> He's James Bond, for fuck's sake. We know. <laughs> yes, yeah. We know. Then uh, Harry, he's he works at the bank. <laughs> he um, it could also be Sophie's father. He's clumsy and awkward, pretty naive. And he's a bycon. Don't forget to mention that, that he's like the bicon, because Donna was like the only woman he ever loved. And other than that, uh, he loved men.
1: I completely, for- I completely forgot about that. But in my book he was
0: uh, he was gay that's the thing I mean yes he is maybe also he maybe is also gay but like he loved Donna so I put him down as a bicon but it's up for the debate that's true. sure
1: yeah, fair enough fair enough I always f- completely forget that there's a tale of love between that
0: because I just don't see it yeah, it was there for, like, a hot second because he's possibly the father, so... Yeah, no, I don't see the love between any of the characters. I'm just watching it, but that might be uh, my... I mean, I, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, that might be my ace yeah. filter there. <laughs> yeah, he means very well, and he's basically a puppy. Uh, but Bill is, like, full of an adventurer. He is, like, um risk-taking. Um, he's fun. He's a writer. And... Honestly, if I had like um, to bet who is actually the father, I would say he is.
1: Yeah, my money is is on Bill A.K. Sten Skarsgard.
0: Yes, my money is on him. Same. Because Pierce Brother is way too fucking obvious. I, I don't think he fits. I think it's Bill. Anyways, uh, Tanya is very rich. Um, he's like a ma- uh, she's like a manizer. She's married multiple times and divorced. She's very sassy. She loves partying and she's witty. Um, and she's very self-confident. She has mm-hmm. the the great "Does Your Mother Know" um, song, mm-hmm. and um, where she is, um, yeah, she's she's just great. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> she's the life of the party, and also
1: she yes. did.
0: How did she did that amazing stunt at the beach with that one guy who was Yeah, that her. was that was the song. Oh. That was "Does Your Mother Know." Um, then there is um Rosie. she's also like she's an author like Billers. um she's also a little bit awkward um and clumsy. she's she's fun and she's like the single pringle of the group, even though Donna is as well after um she got Sophie, she wasn't much into dating. Yeah, and Skye is also uh, really selfless because he's ready to help and like put his dreams aside for. Um, Sophie and yeah he's a himbo (laughs) basically it boils down to himbo okay um, I think the setting up of all the uh, people and locations took longer than usual but we're ready to make a movie yeah oh my goodness yeah let's Okay, found footage, folklore. We keep the wedding, right? We keep the wedding. Yeah, we can keep the wedding. My initial idea was like we have the fountain of Aphrodite. Mm -hmm. I think that's something we should use. Yes. And I think we can do the found footage. Like you said, it's a wedding. Mm -hmm. They're definitely recording it.
1: Yeah, and Donna's hotel because Sky's, um a bit... Maybe he's a bit richer, or maybe he's a bit more into security. Um, has actually installed CCTV cameras. Like, the hotel isn't as broke and as trashed as it is in the original movie. Maybe it's a bit more... It's a, more, it's a tiny bit more stable. More polished. More polished. Like, it's still a bit... It's still a bit like in the movie, but it's not as a death trap as it is sometimes there in the movie. Um, it has CCTV cameras.
0: Yes. so Those are always creepy footage and that is yeah. always creepy. Yeah, and it,
1: they are they are like these typical 90s CCTV cameras. Not the newest ones, because the newest ones have to clear, have way to clear with um, images. But they're like a bit shady. They have like this flicker, mm. if you would put them in
0: yeah i know what you mean they're always like a great device the question is do we want to do everything in phone footage or do we want to switch between like um just a normal movie and those cameras yeah it's difficult you can't answer a question that has an or in the middle with yeah or no (laughs) uh hi
1: talking so complicated why can't we do telepathy Uh, i
0: mean then the listener wouldn't hear what we're trying to do oh
1: yeah right damn it mayonnaise brain cell
0: (laughs) damn it um
1: i would love it to be told from the perspective of someone um and then we have footage like
0: it is footage but also movie so but if you say you want it from the perspective of someone to someone could also like film it the whole time. Yeah. Then we
1: we have, have the, we have this immortal camera guy who isn't really
0: interacting with anyone. Perhaps. But then it would be just a movie then we don't need a guy behind the camera. Yeah,
1: true. I would like to uh, to be, uh yeah. Could be a guest of the wedding or several people who are filming stuff. And then we also have the CCTV cameras, but we also have normal scenes.
0: Yeah, I mean, we. yeah, I, I think it's it's a good idea to not bound ourselves to just found footage because yeah. it works great for some, for some things, but I can't really see it for Mamma Mia. No. You know where also the found footage could be really helpful? In the movie, we have like the diary where Sophie like finds stuff out. What if... The diary are actually like old um, tapes where she Mm -hmm. finds stuff out. Then we have like the found footage from like the past and uh, from the now we have the guests who are like taping the wedding or like Mm -hmm. um, taking pictures. And we have the uh, security cameras Mm -hmm. and then all of that is incorporated into like a normal movie. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Okay, so we established a framework. Yes. What is the actual plot? <laughs> um, what's the actual
1: plot? Yeah, I would stick with someone who's getting married and we have three possible fathers. Yes, but like where comes the horror in, you know? The horror comes in. Um, I'm not sure if we're keeping the last girl standing. Maybe, maybe the creature is trying to. E- is going through the ranks and trying to help Sophie find the possible father. It just eliminates everyone until <laughs> <laughs> the last one is standing, and that's the father.
0: I would say, if we have a final girl, it would be Sophie, right? Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense. Um,
1: yeah, final girl as in Sophie's link with the folklore creature somehow so she's doing it mm. yeah like she think she's, de- she's desperate she really wants a father her mother's ge- not giving her any answers and then she's crying one night at the fountain of Aphrodite and a creature Mothman <laughs> not Mothman um, a creature like Mothman um, then decided to take pity on her and um, when she still and then she's like inviting um, those three prob- probably more guys and
0: yeah the creatures just taking out one by one Kay. yeah that, that's an interesting idea I have two other ideas mm-hmm. kind of um, one idea was we're actually like dealing with Aphrodite Aphrodite is actually the killer oh I like Aphrodite being the killer um, because we have the fountain we could argue that maybe she's upset about the whole like um, love, trying not not it's not really a triangle, but like Donna and like the potential partners and that um, the wedding is about uh, supposed to happen, but there are complications. You know that maybe she's just just upset, obs- like she likes messing with people's love life. Yeah, she's known to do that. Or completely different direction <laughs> is we're going back to when uh, Donna was impregnated, mm-hmm. and we say, is Donna maybe a siren or something and that's how she got all the dudes mm-hmm. <laughs> and now the time of the dudes is up or something like that because uh, i don't know and in the end like donna and uh, oh excuse me and in the end <laughs> donna and um, sophie are like the bad guys
1: i have would have loved uh, sophie was always in my plan being the bad guy or the person who is killing people <laughs> Like, that was my plan from the start. Um, The siren theory is amazing. Um, Do
0: love the Aphrodite idea as well. I mean, in theory, you could just munch all three ideas together and do something with it.
1: Yeah. That would make... um, so Sophie would be a half-siren then because she's not a pureblood. Maybe she has to earn her siren status by killing her father and cause Donna doesn't know who the father is she and is not able to reveal it um, Sophie gets upset cries at the fountain of Aphrodite Aphrodite finds out that one of her um, actually, actually Aphrodite and the sirens aren't related
0: what if they're like not maybe not sirens just like Donna is just like a daughter of Aphrodite or something mm-hmm. and th- they would also explain how she like attracted so many men, because like man because daughters are like children of Aphrodite are supposed to be really attractive and she is <laughs> she's played by Lily James and Meryl Streep of course <laughs> she has to be a child of
1: Aphrodite um, uh, my idea was actually she was um, the siren Bed. Um, sirens are the daughters of poseidon and poseidon and aphrodite don't actually get along and that's why aphrodite is like oh i'm so going to fuck up those creatures and yeah she comes down and brings more mischief and talks to sophie in the face of a friend it's like you know Invite all of your possible fathers for the sacrifice. Something like that. And then... We'll have the sacrifice.
0: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that could work. So... Donna is a siren. Pure blood siren. Daughter of Poseidon can they live outside of water i mean it doesn't matter it's it's a horror movie (laughs) we're bending the rules we're just taking some some Um, material
1: um also um but we go we would go with the um stereotypical siren like has a fish tail and is good in water not the actual crow no not the actual chicken human chicken-legged human siren
0: we can go like multiple directions like I mean, in Greek mythology, sirens can live in and outside of water, right? Um,
1: you might be confusing them with mermaids.
0: Because mm. uh, the sirens, I know, they have wings and they, they are part bird. They're the harpies. No, the other si- uh, type of sirens, I don't Sirens l- are at the sea because they're there to draw in sailors to drown.
1: Yeah, but I thought it were the other kind of sirens. Cause there are like two type of sirens.
0: I'm gonna Google quick.
1: Perhaps I'm getting my mythology mixed up and it's actually the other way around. But I feel like sirens were the ones which had wings. Like harpies are after
0: you. Um, Harpies have definitely wings.
1: Yeah, they are after you, but they are like children of fury, the goddess of wrath. Yes. But it would make more sense if we were the fishtailed ones.
0: They are actually off bird, you're actually right. But they still live in water, right? Or near the water?
1: They live near the water.
0: Okay, so sirens are kind of bird and kind of woman. <laughs> maybe we just say they look like normal humans but mm-hmm. are able oh my god i just realized something the siren song draws people in
1: yeah donna
0: is a singer of the band
1: <laughs> <laughs> awkward finger gun appointment for the guy ga- for everyone who hasn't seen <laughs> been in the room just now um yeah like that idea and maybe those three guys were just so strong to withstand. Maybe they were heroes. Maybe they are also sons of gods. Yes. That's why they didn't die when Donna tried to murk them.
0: You know what? We can use the cameras and cameras could be the way to reveal the true identity. Like, they can disguise themselves as normal human, but on camera, they can't. They have this very sheenish glow to them, like no filter could affect them. Or they have human
1: particles floating around them, revealing the godnesses.
0: So, like, if you take a picture, Donna might look like a chicken woman. (laughs) (laughs) No, oh my god.
1: (laughs) That's my mother.
0: Your mother looks like a chicken.
1: (laughs) What? No. Oh, shit. Mom, why, why, why do we never take pictures of each? Other? Why do we? Why don't we have any pictures? I just look horrible on camera, child. <laughs> Actually, horrible. <laughs> yeah, probably they have
0: also um, these really obscene, unclenched jaws. Okay, so we log in. Donna is a siren, and we have heroes. Yes. Awesome i love
1: it uh what if what if sky is also a hero sky could look like a hero
0: yes he could he could he could he yeah. could
1: but he's like um maybe he's also some kind of half blood as well that's why donna is like yeah okay you can have him
0: i mean are like heroes are typically the children of a god and a mortal so they're actually all half bloods, right
1: yeah, unless you have a
0: hero which is full blood. There are some.
1: Who? My brain is doing the catalogues. Um, I can think about lots of Japanese li- um, mythology.
0: Yeah, but Greek yeah,
1: mythology. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to scan my brain for some. Um, yeah, my my brain is coming up with monsters and not heroes. That's a sad. That's a sad thing. Um, yeah, no. We'll come to this back later. Maybe in the next episode, like five episodes down the row. I'm gonna be. Hey, by the way, I found a I found a hero which isn't half blood from Greek mythology, just like the bit with Mars and Commander.
0: It's not out of the realm of possibilities that this is exactly what will happen.
1: In the end, we are hopping fucking dimensions,
0: <laughs> and yeah, that's what we
1: expected.
0: <laughs> if one does the dimensional tango. Dimensional tango. <laughs> the transdimensional tango. <laughs> the TT. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! The double T. The transdimensional
1: tango. Oh, that's what happens if you have the X-men jazz in your head stuck, you'll start dancing the
0: Transdimensional tango. Okay, we established that Donna is a siren and therefore Sophie is part siren and part hero, actually. Because the fathers are heroes. Oh yeah, true. She's something special. Yeah,
1: it's a conflict of nature. So she has to do the ultimate sacrifice to become either a full hero or a full siren. And of course, Donna has trained her marvelous offspring to be
0: full siren. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. Yeah, I think... We're definitely going in that we're we going, going in the direction that Donner and Sophie are the killers. <laughs> Just wiving.
1: <laughs> Just doing my little. Oh, it's about to get murdery here.
0: Dance, wiggle. Um, we could also. ...say that Sophie kills Donna in the end because she finds out that she's part hero... ...and gets upset with Donna for never telling her. So... It is a great idea because she
1: doesn't know she's part hero. She just thinks she's half siren, has to earn her siren status... ...and is always told, oh, don't fall for the heroes, don't trust the heroes... ...and is feeling bad because she fell for Skye, who is...
0: ...hero. I mean, we could also, like, we could say they're living the totally normal life, like it is at the beginning of Mamma Mia. And then she finds out that Sky is actually a hero who is there to kill Donna.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That would make sense, right? Yeah. So she snaps and kills Skye. He has to die. Everyone has to die. Oh, not the pretty
1: boy. Uh, this is not the revenge for Tony. I do that with I do that with other, uh, with other actors.
0: Yeah, Sky is the first to die. I think so because she finds out that he's actually a hero and. Um, Maybe she find does she find that out on the day of her wedding?
1: Because that would be such an emotional roller coaster, and she just goes on a
0: killing spree. So we. Move the m- wedding more in the middle or beginning of the movie, right? Um, it should be more in the middle. Maybe she, um,
1: maybe there are some killings of like wedding guests or disappearances of wedding guests. Mhm. Um, just to feed off the energy, Donna does that. Makes sense. Like, just have some little snacks around. So many. There was tons of wedding guests.
0: And also, if. Donner. Like, let's say we keep the same thing. Sophie just wants to know who her father is. Mm -hmm. Imagine how terrible it must be to bring to her little island three heroes who have the potential to kill them. So she she has even more reason to be upset that they are there. Yes.
1: Especially because, like, she gathers all the information starts learning about the heroes and then they are revealed and it's just like oh my god it's not a happy family reunion it's not a happy marriage it's actually kill or get killed yes definitely and it's like at the beginning it's all happy and cheery and you're vibing with it because oh my god we're having such a great time and then at some point there's like the tip of a coin there's this point of no return
0: yes And it just gets worse and worse from there. Yeah, in the end we're gonna have a really bloody wedding. Quentin Tarantino is going to be so fucking proud of us. Definitely, definitely. What about Donna's friends? They're also sirens, right? Yeah, of course. They're part of the band. And because they're all back together, they especially influence each other and start snacking on all the guests. And Sophie is even kind of concerned be like mom please stop snacking on the guests I want some left for the wedding <laughs> I mean look at Tanya Tanya is such a ladies is, killer uh, yeah she's man a man eater, eater. <laughs> like <laughs> he, she's literally a man eater
1: <laughs> like that's canon the actual movie and we're just stretching it out to an actual body count oh my god what if like Sam Bill and Harry have like also especially assigned weapons and they turn against them in the end. Like Sophie kinda ends up killing Sam, I don't know, with a golden gun because she <laughs> <James> pumped. <Bond. laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and Harry, you know it gets impaled with a sword and You know,
0: you know which goddess is Sam's mom? Athena. Athena. Because he's an architect.
1: (gasps) Oh, my God.
0: And Athena and Poseidon fucking hate each other.
1: I know. I know.
0: We have created something
1: so epic. Quentin Tarantino and Peter Jackson will bury themselves. (laughs) Just saying.
0: (laughs) Yes. And we keep the songs because they're sirens and they think to load the people in. Yeah.
1: Also imagine, honey, honey, how you thrill me in a fight song, (laughs) in a fighting.
0: Yeah, I think that we should also have like a lot of like grippy images, like kind of like you're on drugs you know when the songs just, like kick in that like the vision gets maybe a little bit blurry or everything gets a little bit too colorful and too everything gets a little bit, bit flat so low-key flashy because we don't want to overwhelm people with epilepsy
1: but something gets really fast at some point and then slows down again and the colors
0: yeah get intense and the atmosphere is just and everything seems to be really happy and really great and then death yeah you
1: realize at some point the music just gets a bit too happy you know in movies when there's this music tipping point and you know oh this this (laughs) shit we have to get out of here oh my god something bad is gonna happen and then there's another happy scene and you're like this is not gonna last we're so fucked shit get out of there and then it goes and death and destruction yeah
0: Awesome. So Donna had this band to lure in people to eat, to feast on with her best friends. Uh, Eventually she got a daughter. Maybe, you know, she she needs to know that those are like actually heroes. Mm -hmm. The daughter is stupid enough because she doesn't know to invite those heroes to her wedding. And Donna has to, like, avoid them or keep them at base so they can't kill her. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then there comes the point where um, Sophie finds out that she's about to marry a hero who's actually sent there to kill her mom. Mm -hmm. So she snaps at the wedding and it's a total bloodbath from there. Oh, yeah.
1: That wonderful white dress is going to be... Carrie-style
0: yes all over. Yes. Okay, uh, we have found footage like um, through the pictures and through seeing um, like the videos that Donna did in the past and the pictures in the past so we know who those people are and maybe they look also like a little bit funny on the pictures but yeah. Sophie's like it's because those pictures are old. Yeah, the, yeah they, the
1: pictures are old and the camera is a bit shaky and blurry uh-huh. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, what we could do, we could low-key hint that there's some weird shit with the CCTV cameras. Like somebody's disappearing and you just see a weird blur.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would say we use it like the first, like, till the wedding, everything's kind of like Mamma Mia, way too happy, way too, like, musical and that and these. But the only scenes where this kind of atmosphere is broken is with those cameras. And when they show how some wedding guest goes missing or show some blood or show like actually like a dead body somewhere, and it's just like flashes in between. And at the wedding, Sophie snaps. And from then on, it's like a full blown on like horror movie with survivors trying to um, hide or barricade down or like somehow get off the island. And um, <laughs> Sophie, Donna... Plus Tanya and Rosie just stalking them.
1: Yeah. Also because, like, it's a major event that um, Sophie is earning her full siren status. Nobody can. Es- nobody could escape off the island because Poseidon or, like, the other goddesses of the f- ocean are, like, way... The waves are way too high to actually run a boat out there. Yeah. And it's too dangerous to attempt. Like, if you're trying to go into the water, they will drag you off yes. and eat you. So there's no in theory no survivors except for sophie maybe a dad or are we just gonna kill off all the dads
0: i mean at first i thought we killed donna but i actually think we have like the four sirens just stand tall in the end do we have um what what sky sky who's is it aphrodite sky being the son of aphrodite or
1: sky being just aphrodite oh i would love sky just being aphrodite because hell yeah, yes, like yes, <laughs> fuck, I love it, and here we have the next inspiration <laughs> for the new deity saga, <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think I had Aphrodite yet huh it's 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 a poetry saga I'm writing I'm writing at the moment Greek mythology newly written with um. Either characters or actors or something, something, and they get poems. No, awesome. Sky is Aphrodite. I like that. Dominic Cooper would make great Aphrodite.
0: So, but why is Sky seducing Sophie? What is the motivation of Aphrodite?
1: To piss off fucking Poseidon.
0: Obviously. That's the main so, motivation. But we can't kill them because they are God. Yeah. So Aphrodite, maybe we are thinking that Sky is a hero, maybe a son of Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. It looks like we killed Sky, But then at like, the very last shot, we reveal it's actually Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. And that's how the movie ends. Siren's alive and Aphrodite gets up and um, then maybe we set up a part two where it's Aphrodite against the sirens or something. Yeah. Why are we always setting up part two? <laughs> because some movies just deserve a second part. Awesome. So we have Sam as daughter of Athena. Harry could be the son of Hermes, just for the age
1: style. I mean, Harry is a banker, that's why I picked Hermes.
0: I mean Hermes makes sense. I see it for sure. Um
1: Bill could be the son of Caron, the ferryman.
0: Yeah, does he I mean he's not technically a god, but maybe. I mean he's a he's a de- he's a deity for
1: sure, and I think he can sire children if he really wants to, and it would make sense with the uh, sailing because we can't can't use poseidon yeah i mean we could also use the son of poseidon but th- the problem is if we use a triton for example um bill wouldn't turn against the sirens
0: i mean here goes my reference for Greek mythology percy jackson percy had to face the sirens so like i know we set it up that uh, <sighs>
1: True.
0: Percy had to face the sirens. The sirens aren't picking favorites. They don't fucking care. Yeah, I know. And even though they're like kind of like children of Poseidon and live in the sea, I don't. They like. I don't think they're like actually protected by Poseidon or something because they're monsters. I know some monsters are protected by um, gods. I don't know. I mean, we could just say it's a son of Poseidon and he wants to protect humans because his mortal sides, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was... Uh, maybe Bill... That's why
1: Bill is also more of a reason to be Sophie's dad. Because Bill and Donna, they are of the same type of... They are on the same spectrum. Like, so Donna is obviously a creature and Bill's obviously a hero. But they are on the same su- spectrum of, like, ocean... Yes,
0: yes, that's what I was humans. just thinking.
1: And that's... Uh, Bill might be um, the first... Um, person Donna has ever mated with on that level because they are in the, they mm-hmm. are from the cell same race or something and that's also why she conceived Sophie from him because they have the same um, DNA spectrum
0: yes makes sense makes Just sense to bring in some biology <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: yeah yeah uh, I can't help being a biotechnologist. So and Harry was
0: Hermes. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Maybe Hermes is also that type of person who just demands his children are starting with an (laughs) age.
0: Yes. He would be. I actually didn't like I was like, yeah, folklore, fountain of Aphrodite, but I never thought we would get this deep into Greek mythology.
1: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) here we are.
0: (laughs) Okay, did we forgot about anything? Do we have anything else we want to... No, we have
1: all the characters. We have a Greece island, which this time isn't fictional. (laughs) Evil Claire. Um, Yeah, we have found footage. We have obviously Last Girl Standing,
0: as (coughs) in last girls standing or last monster standing i don't know yeah it's obviously folklore we have the killer never runs always right behind we have multiple killers i mean we can have scenes where like someone is running away from like sophie or donna and suddenly they're like right behind or in front of them because like they're creatures yeah
1: that would look amazing on the footage
0: yeah this stuff is Perfect for found footage. Like I said, I think the horror in the first half of the film, before the wedding, is confined to found footage. Mm. Yes. Just having you just see a shadow and then it's just. Yeah. Exactly. I love that, even though I'm not always a fan of jump scares. If they're clever, they work, and I think you can do some clever jump scares in this. And it doesn't have to be just jump scares. It could be just disturbing, like images. And we could do the thing which Paranormal Activity did perfectly because they basically trained the watcher to be afraid of a certain um, shot because there's this one shot like when they go to bed. I haven't seen it. I just know that because of that meat. Um, there's a certain shot when they go like to bed and in the night all the stuff happens and it's like always the same camera shot because it's also found mm-hmm. foot and they always put the camera in the same spot. And often there's stuff happening, but not always. But because so many times stuff is happening, the audience is conditioned to be afraid as soon as they see this kind of shot. I hate paranormal activity for exactly that. But we could (laughs) do exactly that with the camera footage as well. We could be training the uh, audience to be really afraid as soon as we have the security camera. And maybe it's not something happens yeah. and sometimes nothing happens.
1: Yeah, and uh, and people get mad at every single time they get jump scared because they're like it's gonna happen now, it's gonna happen now, nothing happens. Okay, I'm safe. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that would make an amazing movie once again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think we're, we're done. We're done.
1: We are done.
0: So we see you in a p- pitch meeting.
1: Yeah. Hello and welcome to The Pitch Meeting. I'm
0: Professor Lito Marshi. And I'm Malz. And today we have a horror movie for you. Season appropriate because it's Halloween. It's called Mamma Mia! Happy Never After. Imagine a lovely Greek island. History embedded, pictures, basically paradise on earth where a single mother raises her quirky daughter all by herself while managing a hotel rumored to be built on the Fountain of Aphrodite. Sophie, her daughter, is about to get married to the dashing sky. But something in this picture-perfect dream is amiss. Sophie's father. By going through some old recording, it is revealed that Donna is a siren. Nevertheless, she invites her possible fathers, only to find out they are heroes, ready to take the monsters out. However,
1: at the same time, Donna's old bandmates arrive in time for the wedding and help to turn the odds back to their favours. What started out as a blink-and-you-miss horror lurking in the corner of your eyes has now turned into a bloodbath. A modern take on greek mythologies in the realm of horror and as the tale
0: goes they
1: lived happily never after
0: what do you think i think it's gonna be a hit and we need about like 52 million dollars for it i think i think that's like a small amount if you understand how much money this will make at the box office, how revolutionary it is going to be. The queers are going to eat it up, it's going to be campy, it's going to be fun, it's going to be about Greek mythology, it's going to have sexy heroes, it's going to have sexy sirens. There's a bit for, like, there's something for everyone in there.
1: Yeah, and also it it will help flourish the culture and nature and (laughs)
0: <laughs> what are you trying to say? I was going to say,
1: um, we're helping Greek. Yeah, okay. We're helping, uh, we're helping Greece um, with it. Like the tourism is going to be overboard. Yes. And um, we're doing a great representative for the nation of Greece.
0: Uh. This movie will also compel Millions of people to go to Greece to find maybe the fountain of Aphrodite or just the beautiful nature themselves. Or just,
1: you know, try to kill some sirens. But yeah, anyways, the queers are gonna love it because we have Amanda Seyfried, we have Dominic Cooper, we have the most incredible Meryl Streep, and
0: the fathers aren't bad either. (laughs) <laughs> they are indeed not yeah that's the end of another episode you can follow us on instagram under at underscore official or on youtube uh, our channel name is just gel_lancher. we also upload our episodes there if you're interested to listen to it on youtube there's some fun out of there as well all of those things are also linked in the description If you want to interact with us, our DMs on Instagram are open. You can um, always just text us there. You can buy the books um, also by following the link in the description or just searching for GEL and share books. It's available on ePubly, Amazon, um, some bookstores, basically. Yeah, just Google it and you'll find it.
1: If you like this podcast and want some more of it, Be sure to subscribe. We're always happy for more followers and like to interact with you. And leave a review if you like us on Apple Podcasts because it helps us new podcasters to get... (laughs) (laughs) It helps us new podcasters to get known in the world. And we can... Through
0: all the mentions.
1: Yeah, mention us. Uh, refer us to your friends or your enemies <laughs> or frenemies or frenemies mm, we like a good enemies to so love our stories <laughs> yeah if you like us subscribe review and have a fantastic day so what's there left to
0: say thank you for listening thanks for listening from my side as well and i would say we say this time not safe travels until next time we say safe travels and happy halloween yes safe Safe travels travels and and happy Halloween. halloween